And then I think like every great due diligence process, you should always ask if, uh, in our sense, um, if the company uses Giphy's. Because I think mm. Giphy's is uh, is a real <laughs> cultural thing. And if you use Giphy's, awesome. we use Giphy's. We I think we're going to be friends. Hello, hello, hello. I'm super excited today because I have the Tobin Soudan joining me today. Tobin, before we start, let me get an introduction in so our listener knows more. Tobin Soudan is the CEO of Redbrick the parent organization to a growing portfolio of companies. Redbrick has been ranked the fifth fastest growing company in Canada and second in software by Profit 500. Tobin is responsible for defining Redbrick's overall business strategy, including new product development and future business growth. His extensive professional and personal experiences have given him valuable expertise in building, launching, and growing award-winning companies and delivering excellent operational management and technology products. Tobin, thank you so much for joining today. Thanks for having me, Chris. Oh, this is fantastic. So we met, um, I had you on, oh my gosh, what's it called? Clubhouse with, uh, you know, some of the guys and ladies from, um, you know, from the community. And I had, and I actually hadn't met you before this. And I was blown away by, by, by just your openness, answers, um, responses, business philosophies and attitudes. Um, and I'm just excited to, 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 to jump in um, from that uh, with, with one question. Have you been on Clubhouse since that day? You know, it's, it's a great topic that we could probably spend most of, uh, most of this session talking about. And I, I, I often wonder these days if Clubhouse was a flash in the pan and this like pandemic yearning for connection and networking uh, and, you know, meeting, meeting new people through a medium, which was novel, uh, you know, an, mm -hmm. an, an audio only, uh, I feel like I'm with you, uh, but, but, but I'm not. And uh, yeah, I, I will admit to you today that I have deleted it off my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know that they had, they could have, they could have sold out quickly. I thought when I heard that there was a possible exit, I'm like, do it, do it now, do it quick and be happy. But who knows, maybe, maybe it'll pivot into something great. I mean, they did a big raise. Um, but, but, we're not really here to talk about Clubhouse, are we? We're, we're talking about more important things like Redbrick. Um, what, why don't you tell me about the creation story of Redbrick, please? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Redbrick goes back. Uh, the business has been uh, around now for 10 years. Uh, this year was our 10-year anniversary. Uh, but anniversary. Um, it's, probably, uh, it's probably worth going back a little bit farther. Um, so, so I started actually in marketing while I was finishing my degree in computer science. So built a little uh, agency, a little marketing agency out of my dorm room in 2007. And, uh, and, and yeah, just was kind of interested in the space and wanted to generate a little bit of cash to uh, pay for beer uh, mm -hmm. as, as well as, as well as some, some, some student debt. Uh, and, and it, it was, it was, uh, it was a, a wild ride at, uh, at about 21 or 22 years old, uh, starting to work with some local companies within Victoria and helping them, uh, grow their businesses online so much so that I got to the end of, of my, uh, my degree in 2008. And I ended up uh, selling the business, which w was, wasn't really an acquisition for the other, other company, more of an aqua hire. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and, uh, and so I joined, uh, a company here in Victoria called Neverblue, which was a performance agency working for a lot of other advertisers and customers around the world. 
And, and it was just a fantastic experience to one, go through an M&A process, like really lucky at 22, 23 years old to go through that and, and learn, you know, why, why it's hard, um, how, uh, how true that, you know, most good deals die three times uh, before they actually come to fruition and, <laughs> and see the light of day and, and, and close. Um, and, then, and then also being, being on, on the inside and joining the executive team. Uh, at, at Neverblue and leading their marketing um, was was like a mini mini, uh, mini MBA. You know, you get you get mm. the experience of being on that team. Um, we looked at M and A deals on the buy side. Um, you know, early experience with management, uh, re- recruiting new 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 um, new employees, and and just a, a whirlwind. And and I actually only stayed about eighteen months with Neverblue as I completed my my earnout, and so mm-hmm. I was back. And, and ready to go again. Uh, and so uh, at that point, Redbrick was founded on a similar marketing premise, but a slant, um, a niche in, 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 uh, in software. So really helping mm-hmm. software companies acquire uh, users and customers for, um, for their apps. And, and so that was, that was the, the beginnings uh, of, of Redbrick 10 years ago. That's, that's interesting. So you're saying that that first, um, the, the, the Aquahire, um, because I mean, what, what, what really interests me about Redbrick is, I mean, it started out as a marketing services firm and now it's, you know, it's that plus, you know, acquiring operating businesses, um, are, arguably. And, uh, so was, was that MBA, you know, experience that you had and learning the M&A side, is that what kind of led you towards that vein of, of business? Well, no, I mean, I, I guess, I guess we can give um, my experience at Neverblue a little bit of credit for the MBA process. So for the last mm-hmm. six months of my time there, I was on the M&A team. And so I got used mm-hmm. to working um, with, uh, with investment bankers and, and, and advisors and, and going through, you know, the legal process of, of, of due diligence and closing. So there was some experience um, that mm-hmm. I, I gained from that, but we really didn't, uh, uh, you know, I didn't really apply that in the early days of, of Redbrick. Um, you know, I think if you, if you looked at where we started to where we are now, uh, and, and being, a, you know, a fully private and, and, and bootstrap company, you have, um, full optionality as far as where you want to go and what you want to do, which, um, you know, sometimes is a bad thing, but, uh, in, in this case, it ended up being a good thing. And, and I think what mm-hmm. that was, um, that transition, what kind of sparked it was this realization that, you know, we were applying our expertise to other people's business and having, really meaningful impact um, on their companies, uh, you know, both from a, you know, a growth perspective, but also in, you know, the really enterprise value creation that, that we, we didn't really get the chance to charge for. We could really just going to be a marketing services company, not, not a partner or uh, a shareholder. And, and so it led us down this path of wondering, well, you know, what if we did this for ourselves? What, what if we started looking at building our own software and applying our marketing expertise at growing uh, the user bases uh, within those software titles. And, and, uh, and so slowly but surely, we started that transition, started to build uh, some, some apps uh, and make our way toward becoming a software uh, company and uh, not a marketing services company. And mm-hmm. that, that process was multi-year. I mean, it was probably three or four years uh, by the time sure. we, we had completed that transition. Um, and, and once we, we arrived there, Redbrick took on a new kind of shape and architecture. It became a holding company um, or a parent company to these digital operating businesses. Uh, has uh, an executive team uh, today that lead a set of shared services in creative finance uh, and HR. 
that all uh, provide support to our portfolio companies that each have their own CEO, uh, leadership team, and then dedicated uh, team members that work just on just on those um, just on the, on the, on that company. So, um, mm. so yeah, so that was that was you know, a, a, a very long period of time and, and, a, and a big transition away from originally providing marketing services. Um, you know, we, we, we arrived at this new uh, form and, and we got this fantastic opportunity to acquire our first major uh, company, which was Lead Pages uh, last year uh, that we acquired a company based in Minneapolis, uh, about uh, about 18 million US dollars in ARR, very profitable, 40 team members, um, and, uh, and, 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 and the product is, is fantastic. It's, it's for, it's really a MarTech, a uh, marketing technology product that's for building landing pages and, uh, and websites. Um, so kind of like a Wix, but, but really focused on, on marketing, uh, and marketers. Very cool. Very cool. Well, well, you know what, let's, we start talking about one portfolio. Why don't, why don't you tell me, can you tell me some more about, I mean, you have multiple portfolio companies and I, and I love the way you're talking about how you kind of add value across the chain uh, to, to, to empower them to just focus on the business as opposed to the, the stuff that you need to focus on the HR and all the, you know, the, the support side of things. But can you tell me about the, uh, the portfolio companies that uh, are within Redbird? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the other one that's, that's worth uh, uh, pointing out because many people um, have either come across it, tried it, or our customers today, uh, which is Shift. Um, mm-hmm. the, the Shift uh, product was originally incubated uh, at, at Redbrick. And the idea uh, behind Shift, which is a browser for work, is that we are moving between multiple companies and multiple Google Workspace accounts or, or Microsoft Office 365 accounts. And, and using different browsers or profile switching or the account management tool within Google can just generally be cumbersome, especially when you want to context switch back and forth quickly throughout your day. And so, uh, you know, kind of on that basis, we came up with this idea for, for Shift, which was a new type of browser that would let you move between those accounts um, much more seamlessly. And, uh, and, so, and so Shift you know, we, we offer it on a subscription basis. It's about $100 uh, US a year. And mm-hmm. um, we have over 30,000 uh, customers uh, as, as well as uh, 20,000 um, oh. free weekly active users that are also using, um, using Shift. That is so cool. That is so cool. And then, and then you said basically the, the companies, I mean, they, would you call them incubating inside your organization? I mean, it sounds like you're, you're, you're you know, they're part of the, um, of the umbrella, but, but, you know, they have their own CEOs, they have, you know, their own direction, I suppose. I mean, how much influence do you have over these companies as well? Yeah. So, I mean, so they, 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 you know, to answer your, your first question, which is around incubation um, mm-hmm. originally uh, we were incubating them within Redbrick as we were going through our transition away from marketing services. So we're kind of using marketing services um, you know, as a profit engine to fund product development, and mm-hmm. and uh, and that worked well for us. Um, uh, and uh, and until until we really realized that the structure um, of Red Brick and the way uh, our, for example, technology team was supporting, you know, kind of multiple initiatives, the marketing services, you know, different companies and products, we, we really re- realized we needed to restructure and really get a lot of focus. Um, and that meant um, moving technology teams within the companies uh, and not having uh, as much shared service uh, as we did before. And, and, uh, and, and that also meant that we weren't incubating within Redbrick. So, 
um, we, we, we now have, uh, with the success of LeadPages, really put our energy and efforts into corporate development, looking for um, new acquisitions to, uh, to, to bring into the Red Brick uh, family of companies. And, and, and those, are, those are really fun uh, conversations, well, whether they go well or not, because I mean, just <laughs> as, you know, as a fellow entrepreneur, it's just so fascinating to learn um, about uh, other companies, other products, the way they do things, you know, the, you'll find like, well, that's a, that's like probably not a good way to do things, but you also find other, you know, uh, other, other areas where, wow, that is, that's a great idea. You know, I can learn mm-hmm, from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's always, it's always fun to have, have the conversations, but uh, you know, the, the way a lot of those, those conversations go is, is, um, you know, red brick comes off as, as, as quite attractive, um, you know, mm-hmm. given, uh, given the way we think, uh, and also the support we provide a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, entrepreneurs just really, uh, you know, they don't really love, uh, handling finance and legal and, you know, the, all the, mm-hmm. the pieces of, of the company that, you know, are, aren't thought of as classically, uh, sexy. Um, mm-hmm. so, so, uh, so, so, so yeah, so we've really put our t- attention into, um, to acquisitions, um, and, uh, you know, I've had hundreds of conversations, uh, this year and we've made wow. had plenty of, uh, proposals. So we're, we're, we are hoping to, uh, close, um, a new transaction soon, but, uh, more to come on that. Well, fingers crossed. That sounds interesting. So, so you went, the, the original idea then was you're looking at the kind of the incubation, like, you know, the organic side of the, of the company, maybe being part of the earliest side of the journey and now the M&A side. Um, do you still look at the incubation side, or is it just so much more attractive to just do the M&A where it's a little bit more of a mature product at that point, or mature yeah, company? We, we, I mean, I think we always um, like to flirt a little bit with the idea of of starting something new, and mm-hmm. uh, I haven't ruled that out as as um, as a way for us to found um, a, uh, a another company in the future. Uh, however, the 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 journey from starting to product market fit and then to scale is a very long journey. And I think, yep. you know, we've been at this long enough now that uh, we, 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 you know, Red Brick's building this like corporate memory, which is, uh, which is that like, don't forget that took a long time. Uh, mm. And so uh, unless you're, unless you're ready to go on a, on a five-year journey to profit, um, maybe you should look for a, a product or, or a business with product market fit. Uh, and that could really use your expertise in taking it to the next level and, and, um, and, and adding scale uh, on top of a, a foundation we can acquire. So that's more of our thesis today. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, as we, as we look at, uh, you know, future, future companies and products, we, we uh, really think about, uh, you know, supporting the digital entrepreneur, like what software can we uh, build or buy that supports the digital entrepreneur and, and, um, and, and that's, that's really close to home. I think there are so many people within Red Brick, if they're not actual entrepreneurs, they're incredibly entrepreneurial. Um, mm-hmm. They think like, they think like entrepreneurs. And, and, and so with just within the ethos of the DNA um, of Red Brick, we, it really resonates. Um, and so it always, it, you know, it feels so close uh, to home. And, and, and when we went through that lead pages process, um, I think that that part was just so easy for us that, uh, you know, the, the, the lead pages culture um, and, and product, you know, it supports the digital entrepreneur. It's kind of the way we've been thinking and what we've been doing for so long. 
Well, you know, and, and let me let me ask a little bit about the the lead pages. I mean, Minnesota based, um, and you know, you have a culture of we'll call it entrepreneurs. It sounds like I mean, you know, they're under umbrella, but entrepreneurs, even though it's their own companies within that umbrella. Um, what was the transformation like when you take in a Minnesota based company that sounds fantastic? In terms of the culture, did it change anything within your culture, or did you change their culture? Or how, how did how did you handle that question? Well, when you go to Minnesota, you, you absolutely have to change your wardrobe, um, and that's <laughs> that's something that that we found out. Uh, I found out real real quick. I mean, if you can imagine this this uh, West Coast, you know, Victorian who who like brings their ski gloves just in case. Um, <laughs> And uh, you know you're headed out for dinner, you know, putting the the, the, the ski gloves on. So yeah, so 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 it's a, it's a, it is a different place. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know. I I, I think uh, you know there, there's a lot of uh, they are very close to Canada. I think they line up with you know Manitoba ish. Yeah. Um, and uh, and and northern. So 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 uh, you know really great people. And you know one of our um, one of our very early decisions was to just get down there. Uh, and so we flew in in December uh, 2019, just just ahead of the the, the pandemic, and and enjoyed uh, you know a week on the ground, and and you know having dinners and doing meetings, and and I think what we came away with was, you know, not just um, the sense of opportunity, like there was there was uh, you know kind of much to be done, and and uh, there was growth uh, growth potential, but also just really impressed with uh, with the people. Which up until that point we had been, uh, you know, assessing the product and you know, assessing the financial performance and and kind of building models, or, uh, you know, around what we what we what we think could be, but really didn't have a read on the people. And we were um, really pleased with the team, the leadership team that, that we had met at mm-hmm. that time, and felt again like even more comfortable um, with with the process and, and kind of making that that leap. And then I think like every great due diligence process, you should always ask if. Uh, in our sense, um, if the company uses Giphy's, because I think mm. Giphy's is uh, is a real <laughs> cultural thing, and if you use Giphy's, awesome. we use Giphy's. We I think we're going to be friends. That. <laughs> that that I love. That I that I love. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. well, 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 tell me. Tell, tell, tell me, I mean, I'm, I'm interested in this, the, the M&A side and the setting up and everything. I mean, I always say, because I mean, I have a lot, of, and this is maybe because they're a little more on the, the, you know, just trying to find product market fit stage, but I meet people and I invest in people quite often, just as much as the, the project or the product or the company. How much does, do you have like a formula that has a weight? Like, okay, this is a person that maybe the product fits a little bit off, but I know that that person's going to be successful no matter what, that you, you might add that a little bit more weight, or is it just kind of like, well, how mature is the company? You know, how can we scale it using our services and help? Is there a formula for that? So, sorry. So a formula for uh, like perspective, uh, perspective well, acquisitions or are you were saying? Yeah. People? How much do the, how much do the, how much does the leadership matter is, is really what I'm, is really what I'm, what I'm asking. Like if it's such a good, if it's such a good product, but you know, maybe you're clashing a little bit or there's a culture clash, would you still do it? Or is that, that person really matter that much? I think that uh, it, you really need on average the 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 people uh to to to, to work and, and 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 be great i i think you can't have on average a, a like a cultural um or or a people uh based clash i i don't think that that that, that works the people are really really 
um, important. And maybe it's the old, like people, product, uh, profits, um, uh, as mm. far as, as far as fit goes. But I think, I think that you'll encounter and we have encountered people that, that don't fit, but I think it's important that, that, that is a little bit different than the average, uh, you know, not fitting. I think it's okay. if have one or two people aren't fitting with the culture or, you know, the thing that I really look for is, um, you know, flexibility and curiosity. You know, if, if you say, you know, what about this? Would you ever have you thought about that? And if it's immediately shut down without any kind of research or, um, you know, discovery, uh, then then that's a pretty, um, you know, pretty negative signal um, mm. that they're maybe not as opportunistic um, as we are or, you know, how we really, you know, would want them to, to, to behave post uh, sure. post closing. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Um, no, I dig. I mean, you know what? And plus, the way you guys are set up, your your team is set up, or the the infrastructure set up, it's already a friendly acquisition, anyhow. From my from from how I'm feeling it, like this is going to be, hey, we're going to empower you, not we're going to take you know the asset of what you're doing and make it better. It it sounds like you know we recognize how we can just bring that multiplier effect to you, and I think people are probably be a lot more open to that, anyhow uh, through, through an acquisition, I assume. Well, absolutely. And, and when you start talking to the, to the leadership team, uh, and the, the, the greater, uh, the greater team, um, and lead pages is a great example of where, you know, we were bringing our, uh, you know, a group of, of shared services, uh, people that were like mm -hmm. standing ready, uh, and, and, and there to help. And, and that's, and, you know, to, to, to hear that and get that message that you will have more support and you will be um, supported by us. And, and in fact, we're going to grow our, our, our services team, uh, you know, based on welcoming you guys into, into the portfolio. And, and um, you know, I think, I think that uh, that is one component of it. And then on the other side is that, you know, we immediately put a hiring plan um, in, in place. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, within, uh, within the, the, the year, within 2020, we had, we had onboarded six new people onto the team, um, which was uh, significant growth um, for them. And, 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 and we were excited about, um, uh, you know, uh, shoring up, uh, you know, diff different areas uh, that need a bit more help and dedicated help within the business, not just the shared service layer at Redbrick. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that's, I think that's really important. And I think it, it is, um, it is an advantage that we bring. And mm -hmm. uh, in, in the feedback, we ask for feedback afterward um, from, uh, from, from lead pages on how they thought the acquisition uh, went and, mm. and, and overwhelmingly uh, positive um, with a lot of people expressing uh, early negativity of, uh, I actually thought this was going to go horrible, um, but really? it turned out really great. <laughs> wow. And you know what lesson here? I think a lot of it, because you said you got your you know boots, literal boots on the ground right away to try to get a feel. And, you know, instead of just sending an emissary, you went yourself, you said, right? Yeah. And so that was, that was, that was December, 2019. We actually closed, um, on February 29th leap year of oh, all things, just so ahead beautiful. of, uh, just ahead of, you know, two weeks later, it, you know, it was a pandemic, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, uh, all over the world. So, so, so we, we, we closed that final week in February in 2020 and, and, um, that closing agenda for those five, uh, business days in that week was, was very, very well built out um, by our team here at Redbrick. And, and we really wanted to manage kind of every hour of, you know, kind of every person's day throughout that period to make sure that we were there for, for you know, for them when they 
had a question about how benefits were going to work, uh, you know, within within Redbrook, um, you know, to, to ask, uh, you know, what we thought about product roadmap for the next uh, 12 months. And so I met with every team um, and, and took time to meet with every uh, every person on, on the leadership team. Uh, we as we as a leadership team or executive team at Redbrick um, gave a gave a, a you know, kind of an introduction to to Redbrick and had a, a mm-hmm. this kind of beautifully curated set of slides um, to walk everybody through and, and kind of try and paint a picture of what it was going to be like. Um, and you know what? At the end of the day, we went and had beers and did yep. some bowling, and we won them over. Perfect. That's perfect. Now, now, one question, when, when they asked you about the, the benefits and all that, did they ask if they were going to be able to get the Canadian medical system too? Well, you know, we didn't get that, 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 that question directly, but, you know, I think there, there being a, a Canadian, uh, a Canadian company, I think we, I, I think we take a lot of things uh, for granted. And I think we, I've learned a lot about the, the U S system um, and definitely the gaps uh, compared to ours. And so we, mm-hmm. we've done some things um, that, you know, we didn't have to, but we felt it was right uh, with lead pages um, being, being in the U.S. Uh, for mm-hmm. instance, our, our maternity um, leave program mm-hmm. is, is fairly compelling uh, here at Red Brick. It's, you know, it's for 12 months. Um, and I believe we match up to 75% of your, your salary uh, after the government's uh, contributed. And I think, you know, in the US, I think it was 12 weeks. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure uh, if it was like 50% even of, of, of salary. And so we said, you know, that's just not right. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to bring the Canadian uh, policy to, um, to lead pages in the US. And, and, and we know we're not going to get the benefit of the government program. We're going to have to essentially top up from near zero. Um, mm-hmm. And it was the right thing to do. And we actually had pregnant team, team members that were, were on, um, you know, the lead pages team and God, were they, were they thankful? Um, you know, it was, it was really amazing. And of course we've had quite a few pregnancies since then, um, which is fantastic. <laughs> uh, fantastic. Um, but you know, I, I, yeah, it's, it's, it is, uh, it's great. I think it's, yeah, it's about doing the, uh, doing the right thing in, in those scenarios. Completely. I, 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 I honestly love hearing about that. Like it's, it's, it's so important. It's so important. Now, well, now after having that, that deal, cause that's your first American, um, acquisition, yes. does it give you more confidence to do more in the States at that point? Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, there's, there's the, you know, the product, the people and the profits, all, all the, all those, uh, you know, kind of key things about whether, whether or not, um, you know, we go ahead with a deal, um, and, and then we also joke like, well, where do we want to go? Where do we want to travel to? You know, like, oh, Southern yeah. California sounds nice. Um, so, 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 uh, so yeah, I think there, there's a, there's a lot of, um, uh, great opportunities that we've been looking at in the United States. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we've built up some of the expertise required now, um, within, within Redbrick HQ. Uh, we, we know when shared services can handle something and we know when we either need to bring in an on the ground uh you know individual dedicated uh or bring on a vendor which we've you know we now have a few vendor relationships that help us in certain situations so yeah we feel pretty tooled up and probably better uh definitely better um better established to to uh you know to predict uh some of the things that maybe we wouldn't we we didn't see coming on the lead pages deal 
on the way to global domination. I love, I love hearing this. I love, I love hearing this, but domination might not be the right word, but you know, you know where I'm going, yeah. you know where I'm going. Well, you know what, you wrote an article that I loved, um, honestly, because I believe in it 100%. Um, it was the, uh, an opinion piece called The Case for the Camel, Not Every Startup Needs to Be a Unicorn. Do you, I assume you remember this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the, the camel, it's not an amazing term, um, but, uh, but, we, but I didn't invent it. So, so we, we, mm -hmm. we'll go with it. But why camels over unicorns? And, I, and, I, and again, love, love this piece. Uh, camels over over unicorns. So, so, so the idea of a unicorn, right, is 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 a is a company that has raised venture funding at a valuation of greater than than uh, one one billion dollars. And um, mm -hmm. and you know, it's it's just one of those sexy things. Everybody wants to be uh, uh, you know a unicorn. It's it's the mm -hmm. the latest and greatest uh, you know piece of um, journalism that comes out. You know, the BC's <laughs> number fourteen uh, unicorn. And, um, up like crazy. and I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's great. Uh, I mean, it, mm -hmm. it is good, but I think there are stories, you know, that, that are being, you know, a little bit skimmed over um, just because they're not going the venture route. And, and I'm, I'm a fan of venture. Uh, you know, I'm a limited partner with um, a couple of Inovia's funds, uh, mm -hmm. Northleaf Capital Partners. Like definitely, I believe in, in, in venture capital, but I, I, I also, um, uh, you know, am through and through a bootstrapper, and and that's mm -hmm. that's really what 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 a camel uh, company is 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 a company that um, you know has the the grit and and de determination to really uh, get to a cash flow positive state um, and and stay there and do it without having to to raise venture and, and raise um, any sort of capital other than kind of the initial uh, investment. Um, uh, by yourself or kind of friends and family. So that, that, that's, that, that's the idea of, of, of a camel. Um, obviously, I mean, yeah, you could say red brick is a, a type of camel, a really sleek one. Um, but, uh, <laughs> a dromedary. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, you know, like, Hey, look at, look at, um, look at MailChimp, MailChimp, the 20 year overnight success story of MailChimp <laughs> that that surpassed uh, the last quoted number is like over 700 US million dollars in 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 recurring revenue uh you know per year without raising any venture venture funding um and then sells uh uh to Intuit was it Intuit yeah I think it was Intuit and then they changed their in name overnight too really yeah, they, they changed the name for MailChimp. I at least got the email about it. I'm like, MailChimp just changed this name? I mean, I actually got that before I got the acquisition information. Oh, interesting. I, yeah, um, it's kind of it's like one of those ones that's ingrained in us, right? So Yeah, yeah, for sure. That they would change it. But, uh, yeah. but you know what? Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe I read, you know, the had a dream that MailChimp should change his name, but I'm pretty sure it did. I just can't remember the name of it right now. Well, one thing that's 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 for sure is their valuation, which was twelve billion dollars. Um, so yeah, e e even even uh, even though you're not raising and you know publicly announcing a a valuation every mm -hmm. you know six to twelve months, you know doesn't doesn't mean the um, you know the company still isn't deserving um, of yeah. uh, of some of some credit and uh, and success in you know in a different frame, but a very um, I think valued frame. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I've, I've said this a couple of times on the show, but I mean, the one thing that drives me a little bit nutty when I'm in, when I'm in the Valley, because I'm down there a lot when I can, is, you know, the first question you get is, you know, so uh, how much investment have you got in you? 
And like, that's the badge of honor, right? It's like, dude, I'm a business. <laughs> like, you know, the fact that I don't need to take, you know, someone, someone to tell me how to steer my ship. I think that's the badge of honor. So that's why when, when I read the camel thing, I'm like, oh, you're singing. You're singing what I totally agree. And I mean, you know, at the time when you need to scale the product, that's when you need I mean, venture. You, you, you need it to do that. You need, you know, not just the, not just the capital, but also those who might be able to help you do so, um, you know, in the right way, who's got some experience with it and all that. But at the end of the day, you can you can be very successful as a business, you know, too. So, uh, yeah. you know, I. Yeah. I Really, 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 really like that article. Another thing that I learned about you, and you can you can confirm this or not, was because I read that you um, that when you get into the office, you usually reserve a couple of hours with no meetings so that you can focus on emails and other to dos before connecting with your team. Is that still a routine with you, or and how important is that routine? Yeah, so I, I mean, it's 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 kind of ebbs and flows uh, as mm-hmm. as r- routines routines do, but. But yeah, no, I I think I think for many people uh, in business, you would probably break up your day into three different types of tasks, and that is um, communicating. So whether that's you know whatever medium it is, from from uh, uh, writing an email or um, you know taking a phone call or Slack and and Teams uh, today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to, to meetings and, and, and meetings are kind of another form because they're, 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 they're in, in the moment and, and you have to have your undivided attention and, you know, whether those are one-on-ones or, you know, update meetings, uh, you know, or there's a, a working group for something. Um, and, you know, the final one being, um, being an individual contributor. So when you have to, you know, you have to do kind of, you have to do work outside of those, those two things. And so, yeah, for, for me, when it comes to my, my, my time in the really early morning, I like to focus on my, my individual contributor time. Um, Mm -hmm. And what that looks like for me is, is uh, I like to sometimes get into the product design um, and spend some time with the designers and the product groups um, across the companies. Mm -hmm. And so whenever I do um, that type of thinking, it's usually, um, you know, whether that's in, in, in vision or in Figma or Asana, um, I'm working in those, those tools and, 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 uh, giving feedback on, on things. Um, or it's a, a new Google sheet on, you know, some idea that I've got, uh, around, you know, changing some mechanism or, you know, investing in some place it's, 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 you know, it's, it's building out, uh, and doing work on, on something. Um, so I do that in the early morning. And then I think fr- from there, I usually um, spend time on communication. So getting back to people mm-hmm. I need to respond to, sending Slack messages, kind of getting the day going for myself and for other people. Um, uh, and then kind of late late morning, I'll probably have some space for impromptu meetings um, where, where you, you kind of need to be switched on and, and, and perhaps dealing with, with an issue. Uh, and then in the afternoon, I like to do my, my, uh, my one-on-ones and update, uh, meetings to, you know, make sure I'm, I'm caught up with, with people and, and, and mm-hmm. with things. Um, and so that's, yeah, that's still how I, I structure. And uh, yeah, also I, so I really start early. Um, you know, I'm probably, I probably spent 4am to 6am working on that individual contribution time. Um, and you can then, call uh, me, you can call me, yeah. we're doing the same thing. <laughs> Nice. I'm a hockey. I'm a hockey dad. I love 4 a.m. Like, oh yeah. It's it's it's, it's uh, you know. Yeah. I, was, I was here. I was here for 4:45 yesterday. So I, I totally Ooh. dig that. Yeah. Yeah. So I have like a, a a number of split shifts. So I go I go from that session into like okay, let's get the dishes done. 
mm-hmm. you know, uh, breakfasts made, uh, kid uh, or two to school or, or daycare, and then mm-hmm. and then shift back into that communication phase. So, um, and then because I, I get going so early, I, I usually uh, knock off pretty early as well. Um, and that's to go again, to do pickups, uh, to start, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. start, I'm the dinner chef in the house. So to start, get the dinner plan going and things, uh, things rolling, um, and trying to break up fist fights, you know, with three young, uh, boys at home, they, they are gnarly. <laughs> it's, it's, well, I've got the teenage daughter and I'm dealing with that side of that side of life. I'll take the gnarly fist fights right now. I'll tell you okay. instead of the mental torture, but you know, what? I mean, I love hearing what you say. I mean, it sounds like you got it. You've got, you've got the priorities. You know, which which I which I think is super important because that's when we founded our company, we always wanted to make sure it's family first. And so the same thing, if you need to knock it off early to because you want to be the cook or if you want to do that, that is the priority. And I think it's so important to to lay, you know, lay the floor uh, right away and make sure that that people understand that, yeah, what we do as a company is important. But what we do as a company and as a family person or that is just as important. So uh, I, I really loved, uh, I love, I love hearing about that. Um, yeah, maybe it's, maybe there's a correlation with camels. Maybe, maybe this is an advantage <laughs> that only camel founders get. We're, we're not going to, we're not going to, you know, run, run outside and sprint real fast. We want to get it done properly and, uh, and, and, and make sure that the relationships are, are never, you know, are always treasured on the way. So I, I dig yeah. that. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, what? I, 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 my, well, you know what, this is kind of interesting because I read as well that you were born in Salt Spring and then grew up in Shimanis. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause my, my, my parents live in Salt Spring. I love it. There. I mean, they're as often as I can. And my mom grew up in Shimanos. So a, a good portion. So I'm like, wow. Okay. We, we've, we've kind of got a little bit of a, you know, simpatico there. Um, yeah. But I also love Victoria. I mean, it's hard not to love Victoria, but you know, what are the advantages and disadvantages of having an HQ in Victoria? Yeah, I, 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 uh, I make this Shamanus joke um, all, all the time, which only people that know Shamanus get it. But, um, you know, re- really, really, really small town, 2,500 people or so. And I always say that's a, it's an amazing, amazing place to grow up, but the best place to leave. Um, and, and, and so, so my, my departure from, from Shamanus, which, you know, I get my, 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 uh, my mom and her husband are still there. And so I get the benefit of traveling back and, um, uh, still a really nice, a nice place to visit, but, 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 you know, I left my departure was to attend university, at um, the university of, of Victoria, which was, mm-hmm. which was, a, which is a really great experience, um, mm-hmm. uh, fond memories, um, and, uh, and I, I did a lot of work through the, through the co-op program. Um, and I think mm-hmm. maybe we talked about that a little bit on the, on the clubhouse, but um, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, the University of Victoria mandates for engineering degrees that all engineers complete four, um, uh, four month work terms uh, through mm-hmm. the co-op program. And I think it's a really important thing. Um, the computer mm-hmm. science program also has uh, co-op um, as, as an option, which is what I went through. And, uh, and, and I would say that that is one of the gems about having a Victoria HQ is that mm-hmm. our relationship with the University of Victoria's co-op programs is phenomenal. So we are recruiting, you know, 10 to 12 um, students per semester right now from mm-hmm. uh, that program that come and work uh, either within the shared services layer within Redbrick or within one of our companies. And they, uh, they, they get experience um, immediately when it comes to uh, computer science and software engineering 
we are uh, usually seeing the first uh, commit and merge within the first week, by the end of the first week. Wow. So, so, so it's, so it's, so it's like um, a reality of this mm-hmm. is what it's like. And, uh, uh, and, and, you know, I, I, um, I think that's important because uh, a lot of the times, um, you know, most of the time, you know, people are like, oh, wow, this is what I thought it was going to be. I'm having a lot of fun uh, and, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm excited for my future. Sometimes, um, like myself, when I did a, uh, a co-op um, in, uh, in Pickering, Ontario at the nuclear, nice. nuclear power plant, I, I, uh, I realized that, uh, you know, mechanical engineering, this, this isn't for me. Um, and that, that's when, that's when I, I made the switch in, in, in into computer science at, at that point. So mm-hmm. it's a, it's a great thing for, for, for us as an organization. Um, I think for, for the student, um, uh, I think also for the community to, 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 mm-hmm. to give back and, Absolutely. and, uh, yeah, I think we see around 40% of our co-op students actually return, uh, that's going to be my question. Time, Those numbers are basis. huge. That's numbers yeah. are huge. So I and think, really, and, and that's awesome. I think when, 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 yeah, when some people look at our turnover rates um, and, uh, and you know, just our retention, I think they're impressive because it's almost like we give so many of our uh, team members a trial. It's like, mm. you know, how about a seven day trial and shift? How about a four month mm-hmm. trial uh, through, through a co-op? Um, and they, and they decide, uh, of whether like, is this great? Um, and I want to come back after I graduate or will I pursue something else? So a lot of the times people that are coming inbound and joining the team already know, uh, red brick, they've already done a co-op, uh, term here and they're excited to, to, to continue their, their red brick experience. Um, so I'd say that's one of our, our big, our big secrets and, and, uh, and definitely one of the great things about, um, you know, having a, an HQ in Victoria, and then it's just an awesome place to live. Um, you know, we can still get up skiing uh, if we want to. Obviously, lots of hiking, kayaking. We've got the lakes nearby. Still have an international um, uh, airport, and mm-hmm. I think we can get away. You know, with uh, with the camel um, and the work life balance. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love that. And, and I really love the fact that you focused on co-ops because people don't really understand how important that is. I mean, my favorite thing, because we, we do about the set, we about eh, between seven and 10 co-ops as well. Um, mostly right now, we, we between UBC and Waterloo for us. But what I love is they all want to come into the office instead of, you know, even even at this time. And they flavor the culture. Every new batch of co-ops you get flavors the culture, you know, because the excitement and energy that comes with it. And so it's something that I love. And, and you know, you create long relationships uh, with these people, uh, whether they, they continue with you. I mean, 40 percent is huge numbers. I wish I wish we could get that. Um, um, but at the end of the day, um, I feel like, you know, you've, you've really been a big part of their lives and they've improved on, uh, you know, on, on what you do as well. So uh, I, I think that's an amazing answer. Well, we'll tell you what, I mean, again, the theme here, we're talking about the youth here. So the theme here of, of afternoon tea is to, uh, you know, to speak to uh, wonderful uh, experienced entrepreneurs like yourself and uh, to share, you know, to share that journey with the next generation of, 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 of youth, of startups. Um, so what is one piece of advice that you would give to a younger um, Canadian founder? I think, I think the one of the things that I would, I would say from, you know, reflecting on the last 15 years is there's an, and and I don't want to bring the camel into this again, but um, (laughs) I I think that part of, um, you know, Redbrick's success today 
has been about bobbing and weaving um, mm. and being flexible and adaptable to a very, um, you know, you, you know, you know, a universe that is in constant change. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and so I think my advice to, to, to new founders, um, new Canadian founders would be to be very flexible um, and really consider all, all options uh, because um, even in a, uh, a situation of demise, when you think it's over, it's probably not. And, and there's probably a, you know, a Phoenix uh, story uh, out of the ashes that you can spin a narrative around and, and would be a really great application of, of, you know, the talent that you've been able to recruit and the existing brand equity that you've created. And, and, um, and, and I think uh, getting really good at change management, which is kind of what that is, 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 is handling the, the bobs and weaves. Um, and being flexible, but then also, you know, regurgitating um, that in, in a way that is very, um, very palatable uh, and, um, and, uh, and that your team can, can understand and, and get on board with. I think that's a, like, that's a, a really big skill not to, not to take lightly and, and um, to, to just always be, be flexible um, in, in hard times. Be the camel, my friend. Be the, be camel. the camel. Just survive. <laughs> I love this. I honestly love this. Well, we'll tell you what, I mean, last question here of the day, and then we, we, we can let you get on to your busy day. Um, can you share uh, the name uh, of a Canadian entrepreneurial star or founder that you look up to? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I understand that everybody says Toby Luca. Um, and, an easy one. Uh, yeah, and, and Toby is in my name. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I, you know, Toby, Toby Lucas is, 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 is inspiring, but, but, but as is Scott Lake, um, who's also mm-hmm. one of the other uh, co-founders um, and part of the origin story of, uh, of Shopify. And, and Scott Lake, of course, is here. Uh, he resides in, in Victoria and, and, nice. and does a lot of positive things within the, within the community um, and the greater community within Vancouver Island. So, um, so yeah, so, so absolute inspirations. Um, and, you know, zeroing in on Shopify and, and what they're doing, you know, this whole arm the rebels uh, mandate, mm-hmm. I think was just genius. Like it, it mm-hmm. was, it combined this like product insight with market opportunity that um, landed uh, so well for me. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm sure uh, as, as, uh, as with many, with many others. And then, I mean, how can you not love a company that has a StarCraft II league and like sponsorship, like player sponsorship <laughs> program. Like, I mean, every, every uh, you know, every gamer and computer science nerd from, from the 2000s uh, is mm-hmm. just relishing um, over, over, over what, what they're doing over, over at Shopify. So, um, and also just love uh, Toby's, Toby's approach um, uh, to, to, I think his, his, his voice, uh, and how, um, you know, how active he is within, uh, you know, in the, tw- the Twitter community and, and the way, you know, he really comes off as, you know, not, not superhuman. He's, he's, he's a real person. And I, and he's I, and the I nerds nerd in like Twitter. That. Love like, it. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you saw a couple of days ago, he was making a keyboard. You know, think, things I, like I that. Like that, just, but that's, that's he was cool. sharing the making of a keyboard. And it's like, that guy is not, you know, not as, 
that guy's a human, like exactly what you yeah. said. And, uh, yeah. you know, I'd love to play Starcraft with him, you know, one or two. I'd be happy with either. Yeah, I guarantee he would beat me. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> I know I, I, I would be looking for the keys before, you know, he zorged me or zorged me to, to death. But, uh, um, hey, Tobin, honestly, you know, from, from, from a guy who believes in camels, uh, this was so much fun. This was so much fun. Thank you for, for you know, spending your, your valuable time with us and sharing. Uh, I, I, I really, really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you so much, Chris. This has been great. Ahoy, afternoon tea listeners. If you got this far, I assume you liked this episode, and that is awesome. Thank you. In such a case, please rate and review Afternoon Tea Podcast and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your feeds from. Afternoon Tea is a podcast with a goal to share the stories of Canada's successful tech entrepreneurs in order to prepare the next wave of founders. We do have some great guests lined up for future episodes, but we would love to hear your thoughts too. Please do let us know who you think should be on the show. You can do so by emailing me at podcast at ttt.studio that is p-o-d-c-a-s-t at ttt that is three t's dot studio you will notice there is no dot com because we are that sophisticated furthermore you can find us at social media at ttt underscore studios i look forward to chatting with you soon